Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches, an expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. Today it is episode 96, it is Monday, I hope you're having an amazing day, start your week off strong. Today's guest, this was recorded probably a few weeks ago and I've been so excited, I've been waiting, I've been biding my time, finally launching this episode. So today's guest is John Fleming, I'm going to be vulnerable in this episode, I'm going to be vulnerable in this intro when I tell you who John is. Firstly, John is a counsellor, a psychotherapeutic coach. Um, and a psychosocial educator. He's from Cork. He's from Clonagilty, West Cork in Ireland, exactly where I am from. Uh, John is born a day after mine. I remember that because when I was four, John was in my class and we had obviously our birthdays one day after the other. Um, I've known John virtually my whole life. Um, In school, we probably didn't hang out that much. I went off to secondary school, long story short. Uh, John obviously went on to do, um, you know, counseling and psychotherapeutic coaching um, and is fully qualified. I'm going to read a little blurb from his his website to give you a little bit of an in-depth scope into what he does. But long story short, as you'll hear through through the episode, we reconnected. Um, I was helping John, you know, with a little bit of nutritional stuff. And uh, we connected and identified that John has a really, really good talent and something that really needs to be broadcasted online. Uh, John is obviously, through my guidance, helped to establish himself in the online space, um, you know, in terms of kind of helping him grow his business, uh, scaling from an area of Ireland, you know, if he wants to stay there, great. If he wants to travel, great. He still has the ability to do so. Since then, uh, I've been so impressed with John's program that I have hired John to come within my business. He's adding so much value to some of my clients, both Mastermind Academy and you know people who are going through transformations in their lives. I want to read to you uh, what is on John's website. So he says, I'm a professional counselor, coach, and psychosocial educator. I offer my services to children, adolescents, adults, couples, groups, and organizations. My approach to my work is predominantly informed by transactional analysis theory and philosophy. Transactional analysis is a model for understanding human behavior, communication, and relationships. It was originally developed in the 1950s by the late Eric Byrne, and the theory of transactional analysis looks at the structure of personality, transactions, and the way we relate to others, time structuring the psychological games we play, and life scripts. I use TA to help people better understand their relationship with themselves and others. Now, for me, obviously, I was helping John grow his business, but I was like, wow, I need this. Like, I need to be able to help my clients, help my now coaches and staff members to become better versions of themselves. And if I can understand the relationships between us, um, maybe why they're making specific decisions, then I can help become, a, I'll help myself become a better coach. I will help my team become better coaches and I will help my clients to succeed. I think it's fair to say I'm one of the first online coaches in the world to ever do something like this, to take on a psychotherapist with the intention of helping others 
in you know in achieving their goals being vulnerable i will definitely be seeking some you know additional coaching from john for a number of reasons probably personally to be honest i think it's always important that we uh, focus on ourselves also obviously i went into this looking to help others and identifying that identify that you know maybe i can seek some value also you know sometimes when you're in my position right now thanks to the mastermind we are you know well over the six-figure mark um in terms of that business so with multiple six-figure businesses going on at any one time trying to get in shape trying to do a million and one things it's quite easy to get stretched and sometimes i need to focus on myself because at the end of the day if you know if i don't look after myself then i can't look after anybody else so the program that I did with John was initially called, it's called Tactics. Um, and obviously we talked through the episode about the benefits that I've seen in Tactics and how it has drastically improved how I can function as a coach. So firstly, before we go any further, I want to give a free call to someone who's left a review on iTunes. So today's winner is Ozzy.Brad, who has left a review, that a five-star review that says, Always Epic. The Shred with Science podcast is a must-listen for anyone trying to get into and stay in shape. Chris Spearman brings a unique balance of education, science, and friendly banter as he unravels the science behind fitness and debunks so much of the bro science out there. I like listening to a couple of old, like listening to a couple of old mates catching up. His interviews with key fitness influencers are both informative and relaxed, making it super easy to understand and apply everything in real life. If you want to exercise your brain as well as your body without all the BS, this is the mind gym for you. Dude, thank you so much for your review. As always, drop me a DM, let's schedule a call. It can be nutrition, it can be training, it'll probably be business, Um, it could be anything. Let me know, let's schedule a call in. Guys, in the meantime, please take as much from this as podcast as you possibly can. What I try and do is, rather than just go into the theory, I try and ask John to give you guys some practical tips to take away. If you do anything this week, try and take some of these tips away with you. So buckle up, get relaxed. For the next 45 minutes to an hour, I want you to soak up everything that John has um, to offer. I would absolutely love you to tag us both on Instagram. As always, screenshot this, put it on your story. If you're listening to this and you've heard me say, please screenshot and put it on your story. Yes, I am speaking to you. Not everyone else, I'm speaking to you. Please do it. I massively appreciate you. If you do, I share every single one. Thank you again, and I hope you enjoy. Barcelona's beautiful, isn't it? You love this. It's amazing. It's literally one of my favorite cities. I know everyone says that, but it is. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I love love Barcelona. I I lived there for a period before, and it's definitely, it's right up there in my top European city, to be honest. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Are you back now, though? Yeah, yeah. I arrived back on Sunday night. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It's uh, obviously compared to compared to West Cork, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. But um, I really want to, I really want to go back. You know, there's so many places in Europe that I have, I'm yet to go. Or I have been and I want to go back. And uh, I think I've probably had enough transatlantic flights for a while to do <laughs> to do me this year. So, um, but yeah, where's next? On where's next? Um, probably Australia, New Zealand. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Have you been? Have you been there? No, I haven't. I've been as far as India, but ne- never quite made it as far as Australia or New Zealand. So that's 
some reason, I felt like childhood-wise, you'd been there from from when we were in school or something, or maybe I don't know. Well, my f- family there, sisters there. My sister went there for a year while I was in primary school, so that's okay. why it might be in your head. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, myself and John were we've known each other since we were th- what three or four years old, I'd say. Yeah, it's going on twenty six years now, I reckon. <laughs> wow, and and you're still in my life to some degree. That's yeah. that's brave, dude. Not many people have lasted more than a few months, to be fair. <laughs> likewise, likewise, Chris, maybe that's why. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so myself and John went to primary school together in an all-boys school in the depths of West Cork. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the, the funniest thing is, and I know I don't know if this is just something that was always, that I was always very aware of, um, but or or else just because for whatever reason I remembered it. But your birthday is the day after mine, right? The twenty third of September. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, in in our class at the time, I was probably overly aware of anyone who had birthdays. But even to this day, it gets to the twenty third. I know this sounds really weird, and I know we've we've reconnected now. But even I'd be very aware of some of the other people who had birthdays in and around our time that were in our class as well. So yeah, that's, I, I've no excuse now not to say happy birthday, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm expecting my card in the post next September. Here. For sure. But I'll just have to pin down where you are, to be fair. But, um, but since then, obviously, you know, you've gone in um, different areas in ter- I suppose, you know, in terms of, in terms of research or career and um, you know, what you're doing now is, is, is extraordinary dude and i'm not just saying that you know because because you're a friend and i've known you for so long but because i've benefited so much from from working with you so um i suppose for for people who are not aware firstly of of your role um in general what um how would or how would you kind of articulate or explain to people who who aren't really aware let's just say what transactional analysis is is or um you know some of the uh, skill sets, I think, would be better rather than looking at you know programs or things that you offer. Um, let's talk about like skill sets or areas that you feel like you. Because um, I, I I genuinely believe you've a gift. Um, not many people can you know hold my attention for the amount of time that you have when we when we have calls and uh, and and really make I suppose this aspect of psychology interesting. Um, how would you, I suppose, articulate your, your skill set in terms of what you do to, to, to people who were unaware? I suppose I would start off by saying that um, I'm a people person. Um, and I think that's what this is all rooted in for, for me, is that I have, I have a love for, for people and for understanding people. And um, uh, when I say understanding, not just kind of like analyzing, but really um, having empathy, you know, that that really deep sense of understanding what they're about and and why they're about it. Um, And that's something that comes probably from being a child. I I think I had that that innate quality in me for 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 quite some time. And then I've honed that over the years. But every um, aspect of my career to date has been centered around people and working with people. So I was a management consultant for quite some time in both the retail and corporate sector. And um, while I was in that sector, I became very interested in um, psychology 
and I decided to go back to university and I studied um, a modality of psychology or uh, social psychology is probably a better way of putting it called transactional analysis. And during that process of training, I decided to do a dual master's. So I am doing a master's in psychotherapy, but also in educational psychology. And um, I'm in the middle of writing my dissertation at the moment. So I work uh, as a counsellor, um, as a coach and as a educator. And um, I use the word educator as a broad as possible sense. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about that um, as, the, as the time goes on. But that's really what my work centers around now. So it, it's helping people um, in a therapeutic aspect uh, to make therapeutic changes in relationships, um, in, in what, they, what they want from life. And I work with all, all sorts of diverse uh, clients. So it might be people struggling with anxiety or depression. I work with people around sexual identity, gender identity. I work with people with eating disorders, with addiction problems. Um, and I, I work with people who want to figure out what they want to do with their lives. They might be a little bit lost and be in the middle of a midst of an existential crisis, kind of figuring out like, who am I? What am I here to do? What do I want to do? As a coach, then, I, I blend my role as a therapist and, and as a coach. I, I offer something called psychotherapeutic coaching um, for people who kind of like that more coach approach, you know, because not everybody wants to sit down and, and really just open up into the depths of their feelings. So I, I offer kind of therapy through coaching. And um, as an educator, then, it's really about sharing the psychological theory with people to help them gain a better understanding of themselves and their relationship with other people. And transactional analysis, like you just mentioned, is kind of my area of expertise. And the great thing, which I'm, I'm just going to start calling a TA from now on because it's quite a big mouthful. The, the great thing about a TA is that it is really easy to understand. So whether you're an eight-year-old child, uh, a professor from MIT or a farmer from Texas, you're you're going you're gonna to get this. It's really simple and easy to understand. It's a set of easy to understand, simple concepts. And each concept comes with diagrams and models for people who learn like that. And the power in, in learning TA is that you gain a toolbox full of tools that you can pull out in the right moment to understand what might be going on between you and your client, what might be going on between you and your partner, or what might be going on between you and your team if you've got a, a team of employees or your colleagues. Amazing. So I think um, now is probably the best time to say how I come into this. So firstly, um, I think probably, I, I won't know exactly, you might know, um, you reached out to me in terms of kind of nutritional guidance and um, I, I don't know how much contact we would have had from maybe the ages of 12 until that point. Probably not much, myself and yourself. Yeah, um, so I think there was probably a big gap. We kind of grew apart because we went to different secondary schools. Of course. And then obviously I came over to the United Kingdom. John, um, you know, was traveling also in the United Kingdom and back and forth doing um, various things work-wise. Um, but anyway, long story short, we got connected maybe over the last number of years. And um, myself and John were working together in terms of, I suppose, nutritional guidance in and around his schedule. Um and I happened to be home, I think. I, I, home, I was home and we, we, we connected back in, in West Cork. And uh, we said, oh, why not go for lunch? Why not go for food? 
um, which we did. And it became very, very apparent to me over that lunch. Two things. One, that John is incredibly gifted at what he does. And um, from a very selfish point of view, I think being in the position I am, I'm quite fortunate that I managed to meet some extremely talented people in their field. And when I do, all I think about is, from a selfish perspective, and I'll be completely transparent, is how can I utilize, understand, learn, or, or grow better as an individual from this person's skill set. Um, and then secondly, it became very apparent to me that although you were doing very much in-person one-to-one or group scenario, um, I suppose, you know, lectures or, or um, sessions as, um, you know, that might not be the exact terminology that you would use with your, with your clients' sessions. Yeah, yeah, that's what we'd be saying, yeah. And um, it became very apparent to me that, this is an amazing, first of all, you've got an amazing gift. Um, and secondly, there is a huge gap or niche in the market to do what you do, but online. Um, and I think it was a, it was a massive moment for both of us then to, to identify, of course, you know, within the realm of online, I've managed to, you know, people are now used to the idea of having a fitness coach online or a personal trainer online in a sense. Now, you know, 10 years ago, people would have said, how on earth could you have a fitness coach remotely from somewhere else? So it's only now over the last number of years because it's become so common and, and people are improving their skill set um, remotely to be able to do that, that um, it's accepted. But there, I, I, on a daily basis, see people who have um, legs to create an online business. For example, through the mastermind, we had a, a yoga instructor um, who we uh, who general generally does the majority now of uh, of his clients remotely either in group sessions or dealing one to one um and i remember that day thinking wow dude you should do this online like this would be incredible number one because i could see the value and number two because for you from a you know entrepreneurial point of view it meant that you're not tied down in 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 any specific area of the world um, and I suppose from then we just kind of started brainstorming um, together and you you proposed that I, um, I suppose, jump on board in terms of one of your programs personally to see how it goes um, and, uh, and, and, and then kind of go from there. So um, at, at that point in time, what was going through your, your head in terms of, I suppose, shifting your business more remotely to now looking at this online I suppose this online world that probably wasn't uh, up until this point something that you were thinking could be could be massively realistic. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Supplement Needs. Supplement Needs are one of the UK's fastest growing online health and supplement stores. They have completely exploded over the last year and have been giving out not only some incredible products but also some incredible information. For me, over the last number of years, I feel like the health aspect of the health and fitness industry has been completely left out. And companies like Supplement Needs are bringing your health as a priority to the forefront. For me, maybe it's because I'm a little bit older, maybe it's because I'm a little bit wiser, but I'm focusing so much more now on health, knowing that I can never fully perform without being as optimal as I possibly can in terms of my health. 
a lot of the supplements that I take from Supplement Needs and have been taking are health related. For example, zinc, magnesium, P5P, L-theanine, 5-HTP, vitamin B5, ashwagandha, methyl B12, vitamin D3, curcumin, and tudka. Now, for me to bring a sponsor onto the podcast, it is imperative for me, firstly, that I believe in the brand, their ethos, their message, but also their supplements. Now, knowing that Dr. Dean St. Mart heads their intelligence and their formulation is incredible. Just to have someone like that to give that level of detail. For those of you guys who don't know, Dr. Dean is a great friend of mine and he has a PhD in organic chemistry. His sole goal is to help supplement needs create the best possible formulations possible. Uh, So over the last number of months, he has created four stacks. There's a kidney and blood pressure stack, a liver stack, a sleep stack and a heart stack. Now for me to have a relationship with a company that gives that level of detail and puts that much uh, emphasis on making other people's health a priority, especially when it comes to science, it was an absolute no-brainer for me. You can also find a lot of other supplements on their, uh, both in their in-house store in New Milton, but also online on their website, Redcon One, Granite Supplements, Anabolic Design, Adapt, SciTech, and more recently, the Train by JP Nutrition Supplements. Some amazing products, uh, just an amazing brand, and really excited to be working with them. If you haven't, please check them out at supplementneeds.co.uk. You can also find them on Instagram. And if you want to save some money off, use the code SPEARMAN on your order to save yourself some money. Yeah, I suppose, to be perfectly honest, Chris, I my initial thoughts were, I need to tread really carefully here. Um, and, and that is mainly down to, to ethical reasons. Um, as a practitioner and as a professional, my ethics are, are, are one of my main pillars and, and they steer me in how I work and I will always check in when I'm doing a piece of work and, and look at the ethics and what dilemmas that might throw up. So the thought of working online in the sphere I immediately jumped into that and was like, okay, what ethical concerns would I have about doing this? Is it appropriate to be working with people online in this way? Uh, Is there certain types of work that I would do online, wouldn't do online? And then second to that, I was excited. I was excited about the notion of building an online business in which it would give me the freedom to move and to travel freely, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that up until the point of starting my own business, I did um, I, I, I must have lived in, in 12 cities over the uh, course of six years. Wow. And I, I really enjoy that lifestyle. I enjoy uh, moving and meeting new people and being in different cultures. It's one way in which I hone in my professional skills um, is being in, in different communities all the time and meeting new people and learning from the communities. So the thought of being able to do that, but also do this work, which I'm really passionate about, was 
kind of like freeing. I was like, oh yeah, this is what I want, you know, um, because the working in person, while it's great and I really enjoy it, it does keep you tied to a particular location. So they were probably my two initial things. And I was particularly excited about teaching you one of the programs and working with you and, and, and enhancing what you do professionally with teaching because I knew it had so much value to offer you. And I think from, from going through the program, we both, both saw how that would work. And it gave me a lot of space to do it with someone who I felt very comfortable with, who I trusted, who I knew was, um, was like me, very ethical in their approach to work. And um, I think it was like a bilateral benefit to both of us, actually. And, and I really enjoyed that process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so just to, I suppose, for, for anyone who's unaware of the, the program that I joined, just highlight maybe the, um, the aspects that it involved in terms of what we did, um, who it's geared towards, and I suppose what the expectations are both from your perspective as, as someone, you know, uh, developing this area of, of your business and the expectations from, you know, anyone or myself who, who jumps on board onto this program? Yeah. So the program is called Tactics and it's an online educational program. Um, it's just, a- uh, ju- ju- just completely jumping in there, dude. You do realize that I, I put expectations from the get-go and <laughs> that, things like that I wouldn't have even identified before I started working with you, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do you expect from, um, you know, contracting and things like that? And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's important. It's so important. And I think it's, it's massively under, um, undervalued, um, in, in, in any form of online scenario, especially something that's so valuable, um, like dealing with people's emotions and feelings and, um, you know, it, progressing them in terms of their relationship with their clients, um, so for anyone out there who is, you know, in the online fitness space, I know categorically that I, I, I would hold our professionalism within the business as one of the highest I have seen. And even then I identified so much more we could be doing thanks to John and, and, and tactics. Um, so I would massively, uh, recommend, you know, before you even, you know, look at contacting John or doing anything is going having that question with yourself and go, okay, what can I do here to improve the service that I provide? Um, which for me is the most important thing because there's no point having loads of people sign up for your program. If your retention rate is not good um, and the service that you're offering is not, up, you know, is, is not up to standard. Um, but yeah, sorry, dude. But I think that's such an important point to make is that, um, you know, because if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh yeah, that's great. That's cool. I guarantee you I've seen and, and coached, plenty, um, you know, people in the fitness space and I'm friends with people at at a very high level in this fitness space. And if you think that there are not things, um, there are things out there that you could not be doing better then you're extremely, (laughs) extremely mistaken. Um, but yeah, dude, sorry, continue. No, no, I, I think you make a really important point and, and I definitely am going to come back to that in a second because for me, that, that is at the core of what I'm offering. Um, and, and I speak to people on a daily basis now who are like, mm, I'm not too sure if I'm willing to go invest. And I'm like, well, okay, that's fair enough. You know, if, if you don't want to invest in your professional development, then, you know, your business is going to get left behind because we're living in a world now where people's expectations are, 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 are growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. And in order to keep your, your business growing, you need to be growing 
as an individual. Um, so you can pump all the money you want to into Facebook ads uh, and you, your business will still suffer if you're not at the top of your game. And I think that uh, one of the things that I identified within the fitness industry in particular is that, and I can't speak uh, for everybody, it's just an observation and my experience of people I have um, interacted with so far, is that they're like top of their game in terms of nutrition, top of their game in terms of understanding exercise and everything that goes with that. And sometimes the bit that they might be missing is understanding the relationship with the client and understanding how that is working, what the dynamics of it are, and how to improve it and how to basically essentially work at the psychological level and not just the social cognitive level, working at the psychological level with clients. And that's what I'm all about. And that's what this program tactics is all about. It's about giving you a set of really easy to understand simple tools that will excel your ability to work at the psychological level with your clients. The rewards for you are that your clients are, you're going to retain your clients. Your clients are going to be more satisfied because they're going to get better results from you. And if problems do crop up, you have a framework in which you can resolve them. Because one of the things that we're going to be working on if you do the program with me is that we're going to put things in place like what Chris just mentioned, which is contracting, um, that are like a fail safe. Because once a solid contract is in place, uh, both the um, administrative, professional, and psychological level, then even if a client is unhappy or something goes wrong or payment isn't made or whatever it might be, the contract is still there and the contract is the foundation block of your relationship. And it's the thing that can help you resolve issues. So the program is online. Like I said, it's a professional development program. Um, it's certified. And it uh, lasts eight weeks. It's two hours a week for eight weeks, but I'm flexible in terms of it being back-to-back -back weeks because like everybody, um, I go on holidays, you go on holidays, I might have a week busy, whatever. So essentially it's over eight weeks, but it can be spaced longer. It doesn't have to be back-to-back. -back. And uh, it's two hours. Each session is two hours. And I know Chris just mentioned there that, you know, he was surprised that I was able to hold his attention. And I think that says an awful lot about the content um, because I think that learning TA is so engaging. This stuff is literally light bulb moment after light bulb moment where you're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And that is so easy for me to understand and integrate into the way I do things. And I think that's the gift that you get from, from doing a program like this. It, it just really elevates your understanding of people. And I think when you're working with people in that space, that is so important that you can understand where they're coming from. One of the things I remember speaking to you about, Chris, was kind of saying, okay, so you offer certain plans or packages to your clients. Well, you know, why don't you ask them what they actually want from the plan or package? Because sometimes clients don't want all the bells and whistles. You know, they just want one or two things that you're offering. They're still willing to say, pay the same price. And, and what it does then for me is it cuts out all the crap, you know, it cuts all out the stuff at the edges that isn't really important to that person. And it helps you as the professional then hone in on what's really important to that client rather than assuming you know what it is that they want. Right. And I think that is really important. Yeah, I think for me, I, I suppose in terms of the, the program, um, one of the, I suppose, the main aspects or, or I suppose areas that I wanted to improve on from a professional level was to become a better coach, um, which I am continually striving to do. And I feel like um, anyone listening to this is more than aware of the level of service 
that we provide to to our clients, which I think you can search far and wide and you'll struggle to find a better service for um, in, in the online space, like full stop period. I, I genuinely, and I have this conversation on a, you know, speaking to Mark Coles, Phil Graham, some of the guys at the highest level in the fitness industry are, you know, even speaking to Mark on the weekend, so complimentary of, of the, the area or the niche that we have found ourselves in that we are continually trying to improve, um, a service that is, that, that is generally flawed because in the online fitness space, there is so much that you need to be there for. Um, and very few people try and bridge that gap between, you know, being online and, and, and what you can implement to, to the client when they're in the gym or when they're in the kitchen or whatever they're doing. And I feel like my role or my job is to continue continually try and push those boundaries for a few reasons. One, I feel like it, it's a better business model from a business perspective. I feel like I would prefer have a smaller number of clients that I can devote more time, more energy, more effort into to get better results. Um, obviously, it's you know financially, it's a higher price point, but I feel when you are paying for an incredible result, um, you know, people are willing to, to spend that little bit more and get a little bit more from you, not just, you know, your, you know, your, your intellectual property, but getting to I suppose, have a closer relationship with you. And a massive part of that is becoming or becoming a better coach, but also becoming a better person and, and having better people skills, which in this day and age, I think you will agree that, um, People could do a lot more work on that than, than they are doing. And especially because our relationships with our clients are, um, an extra level above everyone else's. They're on video call. They're, you know, we, we, we phone our clients. If there's face to face Skypes, group Skypes, um, that our level of attention to our clients surpasses everyone else's. But that also means that that's another facet of us that we can improve, like the language that we use with our clients, understanding what is going through um, or what is happening in their lives. And maybe they haven't yet disclosed maybe something that's going on that, that is hindering their, their progression or their ability to succeed for whatever reason. And then also, and really importantly now, I think for those of you guys out there who are in, in, in the fitness space, you know, you want to, grow your business. You know, everyone's saying, you know, earn six figures and do this, but what you need to be very aware of is to go from like say six to seven figures, or even from a, you know, a relatively successful online fitness business to a bloody good one, you need a team around you. Um, and for me to have a good team around me, I need to become the best possible. I don't like the word boss, but I suppose in a way, you know, I, I need to become the best possible employer as I possibly can, um, and have good relationships with the other coaches, the other team members. We now have a team of almost eight. We'll talk about John's role within the team. We've got, um, you know, between seven, eight or nine people involved, um, in the business now, you know, on a, on, on a daily basis. Um, and for me to be kind of spearheading that movement and having the right conversations and using the right language with the coaches and empowering them to become the best possible versions of themselves so that the whole business succeeds, our clients succeed, requires challenging a part of me that I probably knew I would always like to improve. And I suppose me being me, I always want to 
push my own personal boundaries and learn more and be extremely inquisitive. And when I identified that John held the key to 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 unlock that potential within myself to become you know a better coach and a, and a better employer it was a no-brainer for me um and i think you you know before we even go into some of the changes we've made in the business like you can see now that you're you're involved you can see a lot of the things that we have discussed or implemented or um even just the mindset that i now have in 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 relation to i suppose my my communications with with, with these people right yeah, completely. I, I, I think that I've definitely seen you you take a step in a slightly different direction to the direction you were forging ahead when we began. And, and I think that's really related to contracting and, and really relating to seeing like, okay, it's now more about what can I do for this person um, and seeing them as, a, as an individual as opposed to just somebody who's showing up who, who wants to get in shape and who wants to uh, lose weight or whatever it might be. And I think that has been one of the shifts in, in terms of seeing your coach identity um, grow and, and develop. And I, I think that it's interesting as well because I've just been sitting here thinking about, you know, um, that, that thought that I mentioned earlier about uh, coaches who are, have got the exercise and nutrition down. And one thing that I've talked to a lot of people about over the last couple of weeks, actually, is that they've done a lot of reading normally. So they've done a lot of reading. They've read NLP books. They've read CBT books. They're, you know, they're reading the self-help type of stuff that feels like that market. And they have like a good understanding. But when they work with me, the thing that they always say is, ah, now what I read makes sense. Now I fully get it because what's different about um, working with me and learning from me is that I am modeling um, what I'm teaching while I'm doing it. So not only do you get the content, but you actually get to see me in action being the way uh, that I'm preaching to be. So I, I walk the talk essentially. And I think that's really important because an awful lot of us learn that way. Mm-hmm. And the other really good thing as well is that we will take real life um, situations because I know you and I did that a few times where we'll talk about clients or we'll talk about coaches that you're managing and we'll, we'll really talk about the theory in relation to the real life experience and that helps cement the understanding then and it's then people have the light bulb moments they're like ah that's what's going on that's what I need to change or that's my growing edge and what I need to work on and I think that's what I really learned from you as well about like why is this different to reading a book and how how this is more important and a better way of learning and developing your your coach identity yeah, and I think the other thing that's important to say as well is that this program for coaches, you know, I, I run this program for management, leadership, educators and coaches. So um, it's not just a program of design for the fitness industry. It, it's broad in, in, in terms of, of who it's, it's relevant for. Um, and I, I think it's important that people know that because I'm not just trying to pigeonhole something into a, a gap, if that makes sense. Mm. Well, you've just got such an such an amazing skill set that you know it's I've you know you've identified and I've identified and I, I just see a massive aspect of of the fitness space lacking in specifically the fitness space lacking in this level of communication and understanding. Um, it's also one of those as well as you know if I. I can articulate to my clients that I'm continually investing in myself. You know, um, you know, last weekend, the weekend just gone, obviously I, we had uh, biomechanics 
this weekend, I have uh, stability and and uh, more biomechanics with um, Ben Pokolsky, my coach, and Dr. Jordan Shallow, who are coming here on the weekend. Um, you know, I've finished off my um, my tactics course with John. You know, I spent upwards of fifteen thousand in in a very in a few days in in Tampa to you know for for my business mastermind. If I can articulate to my clients that I'm continually investing in myself and improving so that I can serve better, um, you know, then they're buying into me in, in, in doing that. And obviously they understand that, you know, I'm in this for the long haul. Like this is, um, you know, this is, this isn't just that, Oh, you know, I'm going to get a, a quick fix here and, you know, send out some online plans and, you know, put up an e an ebook or a training guide and, you know, get some cash in the door. Like this is, is something that I'm extremely passionate about and will become my legacy, I've no doubt. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm obviously you can he you could hear me on 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 the calls being overly enthusiastic and getting those light bulb moments. One thing that I would you know highly suggest is if this is an area you know that you are even considering is to reach out and even just have a conversation with John um, and maybe jump on a call and see if you're a good fit because it's incredible what you will learn. And the one thing that's so important is theory is great, but unless you can apply that and use that, um, it's wasted. Knowledge without application is, is, is not knowledge, in my opinion. It's, it's just fluff. Um, so you need to be able to, to, to apply it. And obviously, like John said, you know, we will go through confidential situations you know, with, with a client or with a coach whereby, you know, obviously names wouldn't be mentioned, but I would say that I have a scenario with a specific client and this is what's gone down and I don't really know how to address this situation. And, you know, what should I do from, you know, from a transactional analysis point of view, what's going on here on a psychological level and, you know, how, how can I best, um, you know, alleviate this situation? And, and uh, it's been massively beneficial. Honestly, you know, I can't, even on Brian Keane's podcast, you know, I mentioned the the benefit that you have had in 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 kind of shifting my mind and, and identifying some of the areas that um, most people within the industry lack. Um, and uh, what would you feel is you know from for someone out there who is considering um, you know jumping on board with you? What would you identify with them and or or how would you basically identify and say, you know, this is what you will come away with um, and this is what you will probably become stronger at. Um, and in order to, I suppose, to grow your business, it's imperative that you do so. What aspects have you noticed, I suppose, through um, through me working with you that I've no doubt you've realized that you're skill sets probably even more valuable um you know seeing how how i've managed to utilize this knowledge yeah i, I think that it's going to be different for every each individual because everybody's going to be showing up with a slightly different story or a slightly le different level of experience i think one thing that will center uh for everybody who particularly if they're a fitness coach that was contracting i i think that is going to be a huge light bulb moment for everyone I think when they learn contracting, they're going to walk away going, oh my God, this is just going to completely change how I operate and how my business functions. And it's going to allow me to be able to maybe take a step back from, from, from the front and go, okay, now I have time and space to develop my business because I have the right processes and systems in place 
uh, and I don't have to be firefighting in terms of keeping clients retained or managing um, them or managing their success with, within the programs I've got them signed up to. So I think contracting is a one huge benefit to everybody. The other things then are really around um, communication and really around understanding um, how I'm communicating and how my clients are communicating back to me mm-hmm. and being able to, to analyze and understand that. I think probably the third thing um, then is that whenever you do a piece of learning, whenever you invest in professional development, there's always going to be a personal aspect. And I think that's another thing that's probably unique about my offering is that I don't shy away from that um, because uh, we are all just one person. You know, some of us like to think of, oh, this is professional me and this is personal me. But that sort of split off in anyone's life is unhelpful. And it's also exhausting to try and have a professional hat and a personal hat. Um, and I'm very much me. I, I show up in all sorts of different uh, places in my life. And you'll always get John because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. So when, I, um, when I'm working with you, there is also going to be some personal stuff that comes up that, that which did to be honest and I, it's so much so that i'm you know obviously we've we've spoken about me continuing with you on a personal basis and you know john's known me since since I've, i was gonna say since i've known myself but ironically and to the point i think i'm only starting to just come to know myself over the last few years um and you've seen probably from you know, a young age, some of the, uh, that I speak about openly about, you know, some of my struggles in terms of, um, you know, always wanting to improve or strive for perfection, why that might be. Um, maybe I felt, you know, for whatever reason that there is a void I am trying to fill, which I think a lot of people can, can relate to. Um, and that was identified through, you know, through our conversation so much so that I seek so much value in, in, in you and your service that, you know, we'll be working together on a personal level um, going forward. But, um, you know, it, 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 it's really important to, to identify that. And also sometimes I think, um, it, it, as you mentioned, it, it's sometimes valuable to identify and be vulnerable with your clients and, and say, you know what, I, I, I agree because I've been there myself. Or um, identify that maybe that you haven't been there, but you've seen various other people that have gone through a specific situation and you can still identify with them on some level, um, you know, and not be so robotic in terms of your, your emotions and your own personal feelings, um, which I think I'm quite open with, I think, at least, at least with my clients, for sure. Um, for those out there, I suppose, who are still a little bit unaware of transactional analysis and, you know, maybe some of the actual materials within tactics more than anything. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people listening to this podcast are, um, of course, they want to get in shape, but there's a, a large percentage who are online fitness coaches themselves, PTs or aspiring online coaches who want to grow their businesses. For those, what kind of tips can they take away from this podcast or from your knowledge for free on, on this podcast um, that they're probably not aware of? Maybe some tips, some tricks. Um, I know everything is individualized. Um, and every scenario is different, but just to give people maybe some some take home points to leave people thinking a little bit more, maybe some things that you would advise anyone in our space to do. I think that uh, the first thing that popped into my head as you were asking me that is the, is the drama triangle. 
Um, I think that that's something that goes on when you're working with people in this way all of the time. Um, so if, if you picture a triangle in your head, um, you've got three positions on that triangle at the three corners, and they are labeled as persecutor, rescuer, and victim. And um, they, they, they is, that is essentially the layout of what we refer to in TA as a psychological game. And I know that almost every uh, fitness coach that I've spoken to of late has identified that they, they have maybe got a tendency to, to rescue their clients from time to time, or that some of their clients might be inviting them to rescue them because they're putting themselves in a victim position. You know, you get clients rocking up and they're like, oh, I don't know what's wrong. I'm not losing weight or soothing me. You can tell by their tone of voice because they sound really lonely like this and can kind of sound quite young and childish. And, and that, if you've got a tendency to gravitate towards the rescue position on the triangle, that's going to really send a, a, a strong message to you and you're going to have a reaction. And, you know, you're going to maybe write in there and be like, okay, well, let's try this and let's do that. And why don't we give this a go? And, um, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, that's a game because the client, what the client will then do is they'll go, yeah, but. And that's what the game is called. Yes, yeah, but. This is this was a, a a light bulb moment for me when you when you identified this. So I'm um, just going to a little bit more detail of the Yabut game and uh, an example by way. I don't want to give one because I might I might give a scenario away. But give yeah. an example whereby, as a fitness professional or, or any professional, but we'll take fitness for now, um, comes in contact with a Yabut game with their client. So, uh, you know, I mean, it happens all the time. You don't even have to look at your professional life to see this. It probably goes on at home as well. You know, we, we all play this game from, from time on. And it's not a judgment. You know, it's not a judgment that people play this game. They're not aware that they're playing the game. That's the other thing to, that's important to note is that psychological games are played out of awareness. So that's what qualifies it as a psychological game. So if somebody's doing yeah, but, you know, you'll say, okay, well, why don't we swap this out in your nutrition plan and put this in? And they'll go, yeah, but I don't really like that food. And you're like, okay, well, we could do this instead. And then they'll go, yeah, but I tried that before. And it'll go on like that. So essentially, you're now um, kind of, you know, struggling uphill to, to get and you're, you're working hard, you know, you're working really hard for this client and everything you say gets a yeah, but, and it makes you kind of feel shit and also maybe a bit confused about what's going on. So if I was to, um, to, to have a client who plays yeah, but, which I do, I have many clients who play yeah, but with me, I might turn around and say something like, well, what do you think you could do? So now I'm no longer coming at it as a rescuer. I am now putting myself in a much more autonomous position where I have lots of agency and I'm putting responsibility back on the client to use their own resources to figure out how to solve the problem. And I think this is something that can go on in the dynamic of a coach-client relationship where they're like, yeah, but I'm paying you a lot of money, so you need to fix this for me. And what I say to my clients when I get a, a sniff that this might be what they're thinking, uh, albeit unconsciously, I might say, well, actually, what you're paying me to do is to bring this uh, pattern to your attention. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm not going to fix this problem for you. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to point out that you 
you have a tendency to play yes but and you've got a tendency to not want to take responsibility for yourself and you've got a tendency to be a victim on the drama triangle and you've got a tendency to invite me to either persecute or rescue you mm-hmm. and I'm not going to do that anymore because that's what you're paying me to do. You're paying me to have healthy relationships with people. And what I'm going to model is that I value you enough and I respect you enough and I know that you've got the capability and the competence to fix this problem yourself. So I'm going to ask you what you're going to do about it. Absolutely. And it's like a client saying, oh, I couldn't get my steps in today because of this. And I say, oh, well, why didn't you do this? Yeah, I could have, but... And then, well, you could have done this. And they're like, well, yeah, I would have done that, but... You know, and then it's, and also from a coaching perspective, it shows a little lack of respect, right? Because it shows that you're dismissing what you've said, you know, or you're, you're obviously trying to help an individual and, you know, they're, they're, they're almost shutting you down or dismissing you by saying, yeah, I could have done that, but this. Um, and to, so, so that was an amazing, that was an amazing, uh, I suppose, quick tip that you could, you know, obviously, uh, you know, on tactics, we go into detail of the psychology behind that um, and the drama triangle and how to, I suppose, evade um, or maneuver yourself around the drama triangle and pull people out of specific scenarios. And um, one aspect that I really love, dude, is the uh, the um, the parent adult child, uh, you know, dynamic. And when you're in a conversation or um, you know, pulling people out of, let's say, you know, their their child ego state into an adult ego state, for example, um, give people an example whereby that might happen and and what's actually going on there um, on a on a you know, let, let's say a level that maybe a personal trainer or an online coach might find themselves in with a client. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, we've got this model in TA called the ego state model. It's three circles stacked one on top of each other. um, And it's it's labeled PAC. So we call it the PAC model for short. And the top circle's got P in it. That's for parent. The middle circle's got A in it. That's for adult. And the bottom circle's got C in it. That's for child. So they're the three ego states, parent, adult, and child. Um, Essentially, an ego state is something that contains thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And the parent thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are interjected thoughts, feelings, and behaviors from when you were a child, most likely absorbed and conditioned from the ages of three to seven. And it's not just your parents. Um, We use the word parent because it's parent-like. That's what we mean, not because they're actual parents. So in more modern TA theory, we, we use the word big people. So it was the big people you were around. So it might have been teachers, uncles, aunts, parents, guardians, step-parents, adoptive parents, et cetera, et cetera. And they will have behaved a certain way. And normally, and to be very simplistic about it, without actually saying this is fact, it's either normally a tendency to behave very critically or else in a very nurturing way. So they're kind of the two halves of the circle. The behavior is either very critical and controlling or it's quite nurturing. Then at the bottom, in the child, that is your experience of what life was like, most likely, again, between the ages of three to seven. And these are kind of like tapes that get replayed, okay? So um, that circle then is split into two halves, one half being 
um, rebellious or adaptive child. So that is either where, you know, you're not going to conform and do anything that anyone tells you or you're either going to do everything, you know. So if somebody tells you to jump, you're like, oh, how high? Um, or else you're telling them to F off. <laughs> and then the other half of that circle then is the free child. And that's kind of like the child that's like skipping, carefree, really happy, loves life. So we all have these aspects to our personality. Um, we've all got critical and nurturing parent. We've all got adaptive, rebellious and free child. The adult then in the center is the here and now reality. So this isn't affected by the past. It's all about kind of saying what's going on right here, right now. So like you and I right now are having an adult conversation. You've asked me to explain the ego state model. That's what I'm doing. It's an um, expected response to the question. It's very adult-like, okay? So that's what an adult feels like. If I was to go into control and parent, for example, um, I might have turned around and been like, Chris, you never told me that I was going to have to explain the pack model on this podcast. Like, <laughs> so you can see how that response might be very controlling, critical parent. Um, and um, if I was to um, kind of go down um, to the free child, then I might just decide that I Actually, what I want to do is have a bit of fun and I don't really want to do this podcast anymore because I actually just want to uh, you know, fuck off now and I'll just turn off my laptop and disappear. So that might be the various different responses somebody might have to uh, various things that they get confronted by. So if you keep all of that in mind, um, let's say you're working as a PT and you're maybe on a call with a client and um, you're, you, you might be kind of like uh, talking to them very adult, okay? So you're coming at it as kind of a here and now reality and you're talking about how they got on last week, did they get their steps in, etc., etc. And um, they, they have a, a, a real kind of strong reaction. Then it's likely that's not adult. You know, it's likely that, that they've kind of either got rubber banded back into their child ego state and they're kind of kind of feeling maybe a little bit rebellious and kind of saying, yeah, well, I didn't want to do that anyway. Or, or they might be very adaptive and they might be kind of saying, oh, yeah, yes, coach, no problem, coach. But you're kind of thinking they're saying they're going to do it, but I don't really buy it. You know, it sounds like they're just telling me what I want to hear. Um, and normally you can kind of diagnose that by their tone, by the words they're using. If you're on a video call, you'd be able to see their posture and their body language, which is always a good indication. Um, or they might, of course, have a reaction the other way in which they might. And this is where the theory begins to connect them because you could bring in the drama triangle in explaining this as well. And that's the great thing about TA is that all of the models, once you've learned them all, all are interconnected and help you understand different things from different perspectives. But if they had a reaction such as, well, you never told me that I had to do that, then that would be very critical parent and yep. control parent, you know? And, and that's again where it's not really an adult reality. And the coach might be left kind of feeling like, oh, like, what's going on here? You might be a little bit confused. So in, in those instances, what I suggest to people, and this is again, the great thing about TA, because once you learn it, you can also teach it, is that I would also be teaching these things to my clients. So if you're having a particularly tricky client in terms of you find communicating with them difficult, then you can teach them some of these models. So I often teach my clients the drama triangle or the parental child model as a way of helping them gain awareness of how they're being with me. And what that allows me to do then is if they do that over and over again, I'll be like, oh, remember when we talked about um, ego states? What ego state do you think you're in right now? And what might be going on? 
And that's actually really beneficial to the client because if they can become more aware of where they're communicating from, you'll get better results with them over time. Because if they're playing games continuously or they're in their child or parent ego state continuously, it's most likely that they're not going to be getting results. They're going to be busy kind of playing out patterns of behavior that's not serving them. Yeah, dude. It's so for me, I think I've learned so much, even just in, in, you know, obviously it's through tactics, it's through how I would have these conversations with my clients and, and obviously the other cultures in the business. But I'm also very aware in any form of interaction that I have with people, a lot of these, um, you know, for example, ego states, um, you know, the, the yes, but, or the drama triangle. And, and, and I suppose I, Probably I'm a little bit cautious sometimes anyway, in terms of, um, I don't like confrontation at all. So I, this is so useful for me to avoid any form of confrontation that I may have, even in normal everyday life. Um, I think it's, it, it's really, really valuable. And I suppose one more that, um, you know, w- without, uh, going into too much detail, that was possibly the most interesting for me or more applicable to me on a personal level, um, was the, the floating man, um, and, uh, and, and how the dynamics of some of the things restricting us and, and, and holding us back, um, you know, in our, in our own minds can, can be addressed. Um, how would you explain, I suppose that scenario for, for anyone, I think that's applicable to anyone, but let's just say like, you know, like I've always said to you, I feel like growing up where, where we've grown up and we have had specific restrictions upon our, what, what we've done in terms of, um, the level of success that we probably feel we are entitled to and what is probably we are not entitled to and anyone that can you know relate to a rural part of the world there is always a unfortunately some form of cap on how far you are restriction on how far you should or could be able to go and how do you explain that scenario for for those out there listening that i know a lot of people especially you know some of the clients within my mastermind group are have or have or feel that restriction or you know want to break free be it their and their social network where they live their friend circle um you know how would you kind of articulate that scenario to them um okay so Really quickly, we've got this concept in TA called Script. It's essentially a blueprint for life. Uh, It was created when you were very young. You spend your life kind of confirming and validating that it's existence. And that script can be full of negative messaging. So things like uh, don't be successful, don't be healthy, don't be well, don't be close, don't be intimate, um, um, don't be lovable. Um, all of these things don't don't be messy, don't have fun, all of these things. And they are essentially all like concrete blocks tied to your ankles, pulling you down into the sea. And then there's this thing called counterscript, which are these things that you develop as ways of surviving. And in TA, we call them drivers, psychological drivers. And the drivers are be strong, um, be perfect, try hard, hurry up. Okay, and they are like balloons attached to your wrists uh, that have helium in them. So they're pulling you up. And essentially what happens then is you just survive. You know, you've got these blocks pulling you down and these balloons pulling you up, but you can't really go anywhere and you just have to float through life. And it's not very pleasant. And you're kind of stuck in a bind, you know, and I hear you mentioned that some of these clients that you have are, are feeling like stuck. And if you're ever feeling stuck, then it's a good sign that you've got some scripty stuff going on. 
And I, um, to give kind of more contextual example, if somebody had a really strong don't feel injunction, for example, it's likely that they would have a very strong be strong uh, driver. So that is, um, I can't feel, it's not acceptable to feel, so what I'm going to do is be really, really strong and, and suck it all up kind of thing, you know? And that can be very... Um, suffocating for a person and it can really feel like it limits them in what they do. There's also, of course, a likelihood that somebody might have a don't be successful concrete block tied to their ankles. And in that um, aspect, then they might have a very strong be perfect driver. So these are types of people who have like really are perfectionists. They do things really well, but there's always a but. And the but is that they never quite do as well as they should do. And they find it difficult to, to, to get success. They find it difficult to bring success into their lives, but everyone around them is confused about why that is because on paper, they're, they're perfect. So they try really hard at being perfect, but they can't be successful. And um, I think I suppose the work that I do is you can't put the balloons until the concrete blocks are gone. So what I do when I work with people on a more kind of therapeutic level or psychotherapeutic coaching level is I really look at, okay, what injunctions do you have? What don't messages did you get? And how can I give you lots of permission? So essentially, I'm working with people saying, you can be successful. You can be close. You can feel. And I do that not just verbally. I'll be doing it in the way that I am with them. So the relationship between me and the client then becomes really important. And I give the client a lot of permission to be and uh, through that process and through kind of identifying what might be holding them back over time the client can become free from script uh, and essentially then rather than being a drowning person uh, they become a, an autonomous person where they're free from their script and they can be successful or they can be whatever it is that they're looking to be in their life amazing yeah and obviously i can relate on so many levels to, to that to, you know to, in that aspect of um and it really struck a chord at me to be to be completely truthful um obviously the it's been a massive success for me working with john on the script program um the sorry the uh, tactics program and uh, you know using things like script and and being aware of all these things that i can now you know, use and implement and, and, and help uh, my clients with um, so much so that John has come on board within the coaching team to offer um, not only talks, lectures on our webinars, um, but also to, uh, you know, come on board with some of our clients if and when um, potentially that they feel um, or, or the coaches feel like they, the client may be of value um, might seek, seek better value in, in John's service or something is outside of our scope or our, um, our, our knowledge base. Um, and then we would refer to John. Um, and it, I think from a business perspective, dude, it adds, this is yet another thing that nobody in the world is ever doing in, or nobody in the world has done this far in terms of online coaching fitness wise is to bring someone like yourself on board um, to push the boundaries. So I'm proud that our, we're, you know, we're making these leaps and I think we're extremely grateful to have um, John on board as part of the team. Um, this will be an official launch as of the second, probably, <laughs> that we 
um, when this is going out there. Not a lot of people do know this. I'm sure people are aware um, that some of the clients within the business are, are aware that there's something going on, that John has some role. Um, so that is going to be what's going on going forward. Um, and I suppose, what would you like to achieve in particular from, um, from coming on board on, on, in this capacity, um, both from yourself, but also you know, the impact that you might be able to have with not only some of our existing clients, but anyone out there who's potentially thinking of joining one of our programs, you would be crazy not to make as, as much benefit of, of, of John or, or you know, the, the, the setup that we have um, currently now. But um, how would you, um, I suppose, articulate your, your role or how, how you see things going down? Well, I suppose um, anybody that's looking to, to work on themselves, and whether it's physically or, or psychologically or emotionally, um, then then it, then I can be a value, but it just depends what way that they want to do that. And um, I know from speaking to the other coaches within the business that um, some people who might be particularly working on weight loss might find having sessions with me useful. Some people um, are able to just do that of their own accord. They sign up, they follow the exercise plan and the nutrition, they learn what it takes to be healthy and well in that way and they don't struggle but for some people they have a real emotional and psychological relationship with food that they find quite difficult and that's something that I know that I can work with them on and um, and feel comfortable doing that I know that I can get results on so that's just one area and um, the other area then might be might be more professional level for somebody and um, like you were saying people might be finding it difficult to get success and they might be doing all of the stuff that it takes to be successful but they still might not be getting it so there might be some sort of psychological scripting in there that's holding them back so again that's another area i can work on with them doing some psychotherapeutic coaching and then i suppose the third area is the educational programs um so so they're kind of the three the three things that i offer and what I, in terms of giving benefit and um, that's really up to the client you know so one of the first things that i would do with anybody that comes on board with me i'd form a really clear contract about what we're here to do how the client is going to know when we've got it and how i'm going to know and kind of putting some time frames around delivery for that as well because one of my professional um kind of values is i, I don't want to be doing this work forever with somebody, you know, it's like I want to see results, and I want to see results within an, and within a fair time frame. It's not going to happen overnight, you know. Obviously, nothing does. It, it requires input from the client and commitment from the client. But I, I don't, um, I don't think the client's going to have to be working on it for years, which can be sometimes the case in some more traditional forms of therapy. Um, I, I would be expecting them to see results within months, and I, and I, and, and that would be kind of where where I'd be working from. Amazing. Dude, I'm absolutely blessed to have you as part of the team. Uh, I'm so glad that we re, uh, reconnected for, for only, so obviously from a, from a personal perspective, you know, you've helped me massively. I honestly couldn't recommend, um, you know, working with John enough. Um, obviously, we work together through tactics um, with, with the business and, you know, uh, we're going to be starting working together on a, on a personal level for sure. I feel like personal development is massive. Um, and if I can continue to improve, um, then great. And, you know, the flip side of the coin is how can I, you know, educate, inspire and motivate other people if I'm not continually pushing my own personal boundaries as well um, and making sure that I am becoming a lot more aware of who I am, what my message is, what my clarity is um, and how I can better serve the world. Um, dude, thank you so much. Where can people find out more about you, your programs 
um, and get in contact with you? Um, and what would the best suggestion for anyone out there who is con- even considering um, even, you know, ma- making contact with you in terms of a program? Okay, so you can find out more about me on my website. It's www.johnfleming.ie. And uh, my recommendation to anybody who is in any way interested, wants advice or is thinking um, about what we've been talking about and what I can offer to hop on a video call with me. So I offer anybody who's interested in working with me a free 15-minute video call kind of uh, as a kind of an assessment and, and figure out what is it that you're looking to do? Am I the right fit? Do we get on? Do you like me? Do I like you? And kind of get a feel for each other and um, go from there because it's a no commitment call and I think it's really important. Um, I, I don't work with anybody without one of those calls actually because it's really important that I get to know the person and figure out what they're about and I think that's important for the client too. So that's what I'd say. Um, there's links on my website to book those calls or you can shoot me a message on Instagram or an email and I can send you the link to book in. Amazing. And for all of the clients, ex-clients or um, current clients of Spearmint Fitness, um, obviously at this point, you will be notified um, either within our private Facebook group um, or by listening to this podcast of, uh, you know, John's role within the business. And of course, if we feel like you um, can can seek value from John, obviously contact um, either John or ourselves or your your individual coach. Uh, we will make some contact, and then obviously John will um, will uh, will jump on a call with you at some point to see if you're a good fit. Also, dude, thank you so much as always. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll have another. <laughs> another 20, 23 years of, uh, of, of, of you adding value to me on some level. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, no, I'm really, really excited to, to obviously to work with you on a, on, on a more personal level. Um, but also for, um, you know, for our clients and, and anyone out there who is, uh, is looking to transform or, um, educate themselves in terms of transactional analysis, but also just for me, it, it was a massive thing about being self-aware, um, and allowing myself to have better, uh, communications with, with people around us. And, um, sometimes that's people who you unfortunately don't want in your network. And fortunately then for people who are in your network and you want to improve, I suppose, your level of, of communication and contact with those people. So dude, thank you so much yeah, guys for having me as always. I'm going to leave you with the same quote that I leave you at the end of every podcast. Make the most of today. You will not get this day again. Peace. Guys, I'm interrupting this podcast for one reason only. I want to say a massive, massive thank you to every single one of you listening. Whether you've left a review on iTunes, whether you've shared this in your story, whether you've referred this to a friend, I just want to say a massive thank you. As a thank you from me, I want to give every single one of you something for free, something that you can take away and something that you can use. So what I want you to do right now, while you're listening, whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on Stitcher or whether you're on iTunes, continue listening this second, head straight over to my Instagram page. Now, I want you to click the link in my bio and hit free arm guide. I want you guys to download that, take it away, utilize it, give it a go. Let me know your feedback. Let me know how you're getting on as a massive thank you from me to you. So click the link in my bio, 
put your email address in, it will get sent directly to you in seconds, completely automatically, completely for free, as a massive thank you for you guys um, even listening to this. You know, I never thought that there would be this many people listening. Just recently, we've hit 100,000 downloads, which is mental, um, and I wanna give something back. So as a thank you from me to you, uh, click the link in my bio, download the free arm guide, and get started. Um, you've got three workouts within that arm guide. You've got a hypertrophy arm day, you've got a strength arm day, and you have got an arm blaster. Now, if you're gonna do the arm blaster, take about 60 to 90 minutes out of your day because it is gonna be amazing. Um, it's a little bit longer than usual, but some really, really good execution tips in that ebook. I hope you make the most of it. Guys, thank you again.